when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited. I have a great guest today. His name is Dan McPherson, and he's from Leaders Must Lead. And what he's going to do is he is going to lead us down a path and help us find our place to pitch our tent. So we're looking for a campsite. Hey, Dan, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, Brian. That's awesome, dude. Well, anyways, what I like to do is kind of get people to know you first, and then we'll kind of dig into the content. So how did you go from working at the world's busiest Wendy's, serving up Frosties, I imagine, to serving up advice to help people achieve their dreams and pitch their tent at the right location. Man, I got to tell you that Wendy's was nuts. Hmm. The lines never stopped. And it's probably the only job in the world that I've had that I looked at one day and just said, I can't do this. I can't bring myself to do it at all. Uh, But it taught me a lot. It taught me of course, the connection of work. And it also taught me to drive forward towards something that I really wanted in the world. And as I did that, I I went down the corporate path, right? I grew up super crazy. I grew up dealing with abandonment and abuse and violence and drugs and all sorts of crazy stuff in my life. And that got me to a spot where I understood that it's not our environment, whether it be work or home, that chooses everything for us. That has influence, but it's our choices that create real change. And I went through my career of college and then sales. I I went out into straight commission sales and figured out how to do that, which was a crazy path on its own. First, not making any money and then making six figures early in my 20s and then throwing it all away, of course, because in our 20s, what else are we going to do? And then I decided I wanted to help more people. So, So I went into sales management and then I wanted to look for what I called at that time, real leadership. So I went into, of course, where would you go for real leadership? Retail. And as I went into retail, I became a district manager, a regional manager, a regional director. I was managing thousands of people and hundreds of millions in business, Wow! but I wasn't fulfilled. I just could not find fulfillment. I felt empty and frustrated and like I wasn't doing enough or doing what I was meant to in the world. And I got to this spot about six years ago where I knew that I either had to do it, whatever the heck it was, or I had to admit that I wasn't going to do it. And like you, I'm guessing, I don't have 1% of admitting I'm not going to do it in me. So when my bosses flew in and offered me my third promotion in five years. I sat back, looked at them, said, what would it look like if I declined? And I walked away from more money than I ever thought that I would make to go to zero with no other money in the house and start my company, Leaders Must Lead. That's how we got to the beginning of my world. Wow. That's, um, I mean, first and foremost, going into retail. (laughs) 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 We all know what that's like. I have... uh, 
you know, I have nightmares about getting fired from that because uh, I wasn't, I didn't play well in the retail sandbox. I didn't always either. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's a big challenge. So what we're going to be talking today is is about camping. And uh, the only reason I say that is because your background, you've got this beautiful lake behind you and things of that nature on your on your Zoom calls. And um, But I know that, uh, you know, we're using this as a metaphor about how to basically find your purpose and live your dreams and figure out exactly where you need to be. So we're going to talk about three things, and that is number one, understanding where your North Star is or finding your North Star. Number two, figuring out where your personal campsite is. Where do you want to build your foundation and pitch your tent? And then finally, pitching your tent and making sure your tent poles are up and solid so the wind don't blow it over in the middle of the night and scare the heck out of you, right? That's right. It's a beautiful <laughs> image and an important path for us to follow. It only took me 45 years or so to learn that lesson. So anything we can do to give people a little jump start, I'm in. So, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, some people like camping, some people are afraid of bears, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have both of those. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so let's start off with point number one, understanding your North Star or finding your North Star. What does that mean? So your North Star is this singular point that you are headed to in the world. One of the things that I find with so many people that I meet and work with is that they get trapped in a cycle of overwhelm because they're working from the ground up rather than from the top down. So let's say someone is walking through the world and they ask themselves, what am I passionate about in trying to determine where they're going to go? It's a good question, but it leads to some issues because once you say, I'm passionate about doing this, I'm passionate about being a coach, for example, then you say, well, how can I do that? And there are a hundred options. Most people will then say, well, I have a hundred options. I'm going to make the best choice I can based upon my gut, based upon what I see. They might be right. They might be wrong. They go into it. They may or may not have the burning desire to do it. And eventually they tend to burn through that and have to go back and do another one and another one. And they hit this cycle of overwhelm. The better choice is to look up at the sky and say, I'm not aiming at a galaxy or even a constellation. I'm aiming at a star. What do I really want to be known for in the world? What do I want to accomplish? What is my legacy? Not just how much money am I going to make, but what is the impact? And it can be small or large, but it needs to be very specific. Once you've done that, you can turn everything around in your life and answer it by answering two questions. You can answer it by Question number one, does whatever this thing I'm considering, this shiny object that we all hit so much, does it move me closer to my North Star or further away? If it moves you closer, then you'll go on to question number two. If it moves you further away, then it goes away, even if you love it, because why would you do something that takes you the opposite direction? The second question, equally simple, is does is there anything that moves me further, faster toward my North Star than this thing? Because why would we want to go slower toward the thing we're meant for in the world than we could? And if there is something that moves us further, faster, then we put this one on a list. We schedule it. It takes the, when once we schedule it and we give it a place in our world, it takes it out of the shiny squirrel of our mind and lets our mind relax and breathe a little bit. If it is the thing that moves us furthest, then we do it. It's not really complicated. But it is important that we begin to work from the top down and reverse engineer to the spot we want to go. That is 
awesome. And it reminds me of a book that I listened to because I'm an audio guy. I like listening instead of reading books. And it was The One Thing. And it was by Gary Keller. And he said in this book, he said, what's the one thing I can do such by doing it will make everything else easier or unnecessary. It kind of follows along the path that you're talking. It absolutely does. In fact, there's an example that I share of standing on a hill and looking out and seeing all of the fires that are around you that represent your tasks and opportunities. And most people like to use a teaspoon of water. If your water is all the resources you have in the world, they like to use a teaspoon on every fire to convince themselves that they're making progress and doing all the things. But if you put a teaspoon on a fire, a campfire, maybe all that you get is steam. In the other hand, if you look down and you pick up that bucket of water and you look around and you ask which one of these fires, if I put it out, will make the others either go away or get smaller, then you found the thing that you should go dump the whole bucket on. So I I love that book. I agree with him. It also aligns with a little bit of Simon Sinek's work and start with why. Yeah, no, both really great books and and you know, spot on. And and the other thing it brought up was this concept that I talked about, and we don't have to dig deep into it, a Zicky guy. If people want to learn about it, you can go listen to the past podcasts about it. But the concept is finding your purpose. It's really what the North Star is, is figuring out what is your purpose and what is going to drive you and what's going to give your life more meaning, right? That's basically it. Yeah, that is the that is the core of it. And I think where most people stop is they get down to what I would call the constellation. They get pretty close where they're directionally right, but they don't necessarily take the time to get all the way to the star. And the difference is to get to that star, you'd be willing to go break rocks in Russia for a year if you knew it would get you there. Whereas to get to the constellation, you may not have the same level of drive, passion, connection. So it's important to funnel that down until you get to a finer point. Okay, so now we've we found the North Star. We're standing there and we're saying, okay, we need to pitch a tent. We need to find a campsite. We need to find the home base that we want to build all this upon. So let's talk about finding your personal campsite or resonance. Or we, we even talked about, you know, from a musical standpoint, it's like a tuning fork. You know, you hit the tuning fork and you have that one note and it just resonates in your head. How do we do that? Yeah, this was a journey for me that took years that I now help people do in a matter of a month. So I, I love being able to compress those time frames. Once you have your North Star, now the question becomes, what do we do with it? How do we shape it to where it is something that's workable, that allows us to move forward in the best way? And I take people through the steps of finding your why, what, and how statements. We just talked about the why, then it becomes the what and the how. What is it that I actually do and how do I do it? How can I say that in 10 seconds if I'm, go- if I'm going to be interviewed? And it's not about being interviewed. It is about having that clarity in our minds where we can say it quickly. Then we talk about how to find our niche, how to find those people that we're meant to speak to, specifically who are drawn to us, probably who feel like we felt as a kid and who we speak to in a way that others don't. I believe our story is the most powerful thing that we have. And when we share our story, who does it connect with? Who does it vibrate with at its highest level? Once we've done that, it becomes about 
establishing our core values, our personal core values. This is work that I hadn't believed was super important for a person rather than a business for a long time. And now it's some of the very first work that I do because it becomes the first filter for anything that you encounter. That if you're going to decide to do something in the world, it goes, you put it through those core values. And if it disconnects with any one of them, it's an automatic no. If it connects with all of them, then it can go to the next place. Once I have these in place, I, I take the final step in this process, which is an authenticity assessment. The authenticity assessment is checking to see, am I really being me? Am I allowing myself to shine or am I trying to be someone else or someone that I think I should be? For this whole process, I picture it as a hallway with several doors that are closed. The first one when you start is the North Star that's closed. And then the second one is the why, what, and how statements and so on. And you're on one end, you're in this room at one end of the hallway. On the other end of the hallway is the audience that you want to connect with in a powerful way. Once you've opened all of those doors, once you've figured out exactly where you're going, you're message will resonate with your audience, but it'll resonate in your own soul as well. And a specific change occurs that I've seen in, in virtually everyone that I've worked with, which is your de personal definition of success changes. That's how you can tell whether you've put this 10 in place in the right place, you found the right campsite. And for me, that change was profound. It was the first time in my life that I moved from looking for a target. How many people can I help? How much money can I make? Any of those to understanding that success is truly fulfilling the purpose I'm meant for in the world today, which is what allows me without ego to say, I am successful right now at a deep level and changes how I interact with everything. It changes it such that everything flows to me instead of me having to fight for it or so that I can create a life worth running toward rather than fighting through. Mm -hmm. I remember when I opened up my first major business. Um, it was a commercial recording studio in the 90s. And I actually hired a consultant to help me figure out the name of the company and the brand and all those things. And we came up with the name Sound Decisions. But, you know, Sound Decisions, obviously, you know, is kind of a play on words. Um, but it really didn't resonate with what the purpose was. And I remember back then, and again, you know, I'm in my thirties, I have no concept of what the heck I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. but the thing that always resonated with me is the tagline that we came up with. Your success is our business. And that always was kind of a foundational thing that I've carried since then, you know, I and I, I think it speaks perfectly to what you're talking about. I, I love that. And and I have a similar example. When I was younger and had no idea what I was doing, I decided I would start a consulting business. Always the best choice, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it was named Five Diamond Consulting, the short-lived, terribly unsuccessful plan that I had. Hmm. And it was based upon a, th this magical idea of the Five Diamond Award that hotels can get but it had nothing to do with me or any resonance with me. And I think it was probably a sign that I wasn't ready, but it was also a sign that I, I didn't know what I was looking for. So I, I get that. Hmm. So the last piece of this is we found our North Star, we found our campsite. Now we have to actually pitch our tent on this. And the, the one thing I want to go back to, though, 
is when you were talking about the hallway, I, I'm, I'm a visual thinker, you know, so I was thinking of, okay, you're in this dark hallway and you have these different doors and you finally figure out how to unlock the North Star door and then you unlock the why door and the what door and the how door. And as you open up each one of these doors, more light spills in. And as you start to put more light into that hallway down at the end, you start to see that perfect customer and they start walking towards you because now you're lit up too. Right. Absolutely. And it's, and really, I, I think of it almost in the inverse that you're, that it's your light that you're shining and it's finally making its way down the hallway. Mm -hmm. And, and you're right. People walk towards it. It's amazing how everyone is drawn to you when you're out there in a place that resonates completely that has that tuning fork of the world. Right. And that authenticity is so incredibly important because there are so many people out there that are basically talking the talk, but not walking the walk. Well, right. <laughs> uh, pl plastic is bad, right? It's not, yes. it's not just bad for the world environment. It's bad for the people environment, too. Yes, absolutely. So now we have our space. We have to get our tent up, right? And we want to make sure that it's solid and doesn't blow over. So what does that look like? This is a super important step because we deal with so much emotional and mental strain in the world and there's chaos everywhere. And it's easy to go through our own cycles of overwhelm and frustration and upset. And naturally we're going to have waves of those. What we all crave is somewhere that feels safe, that feels secure. And just wandering through the world, we don't necessarily naturally find that. So what I encourage people to do is both in life and in business to establish what I would call tent poles. These are the things that we can put in place and throw our tent over and find calm in the chaos. I did this in business when I would start with a new team, I would instill that there would be a meeting on Monday, there would be a something due, a report due on Wednesday, there would be a one-on-one -on, -one on Friday. And it was important because those things that were secure allowed them over even just a couple of weeks to feel calmer. In our own life, what I suggest is that we follow GGE, gratitude, growth, and exercise, that we take a gratitude practice that and put it in place in the morning that has us writing down three non-repetitive things that we are grateful for. And it is key that they're be written down or typed. And it is also key that it be in the morning. And it is key that they be non-repetitive. When you do that, about two and a half weeks later, your brain chemistry changes and you will naturally feel grateful 12 hours later in the day so that you're not going to be angry, frustrated, upset. And that brain chemistry change from only two and a half minutes of work is powerful. Hmm. The second one, same exact idea is growth at night. It is say writing down, how did I get better? How did I improve? What did I learn today? Because we either get better or worse every day. And if we think we're sitting still, we're getting passed by inflation. And doing it at night with that same idea, that same two and a half minutes, we wake up in the morning looking for how we get better, wanting to improve. Now, five minutes of our day has changed our brain chemistry two and a half weeks later in a powerful way. And then the, there's 10 minutes spent on, a, on exercise because motion trumps emotion. Once we do these three things, we've dealt with our mental, our physical, and our emotional health. We, health we've given ourselves significant stability. 
we've made a difference in the world. And I usually add in one other challenge, which is to spend 15 minutes a day feeding in, whether it be listening to a book or a podcast or someone that you're learning from, but a, a learning way so that you're continuing to personally grow and fill your tank. And if you wrap it all together, you could even ask yourself, that's about 2% of your time in life. Are you worth 2% of you? But if you put those temp poles there, you'll find a, a pretty incredible amount of calm and growth. I love that. And I'm a firm believer in exactly what you said about, um, you know, number one, having an attitude of gratitude. Number two, sitting down and looking at what you did well and what you didn't do well and assessing your day. And then the third major thing that you talked about was that exercise of having something to do. And I, I'm big into systemization and strategy. And I think that's really easy. If you if you sit down and, and, and really get things into systems, it becomes easier not only to do, but easier to explain. And it becomes more concrete rather than willy-nilly. So those, those are all great solid tips that you know i think are built upon the last thing that you said which is invest in yourself continue to invest in yourself through learning through books through reading through videos whatever it is you need to get that outside stimuli to create the creativity around what you do and help you make minor adjustments as you go along cuz you know we the bottom line is if you are going to be successful you never stop learning right Absolutely. That leaders are learners. Leaders are readers. Anything that gets us to move forward is a win. And it's so important. We, we based all of this upon going after your dreams. Mm -hmm. And if you're not consistently getting more equipped to go after them, then it's easy to become past or to lose sight of your dreams. Also, all of these things that we've talked about today, they have something in common, which is that they help you be calmer as you do it. You can be driven, but calm. They move you from impatience to eagerness. We spend so much of our life in impatience, which is inward and downward and about entitlement and about, I have to check the box and get to the destination and do all of those things. But eagerness is about learning and earning. Eagerness is about forward movement. It's about the journey. It's about being present rather than wishful or wistful. And it puts you in a much greater state. And eagerness typically has an underlying of calm and confidence. And all of these things build together to put you in that mode. Dan, I love it. So if people wanted to learn more about you and what you do or get a hold of you or any of those things, what's the best way for them to connect? They are welcome to find me on their social media platform of choice under either Leaders Must Lead or my name, Dan McPherson. The best place is probably at the moment, either through the Dreams Are Real podcast or through our Facebook group, the Dreams Are Real community, where we do everything we can to help people take the next step toward their dreams. Awesome. Dan, man, it has been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on and sharing your insights and dropping some sizzling hot bacon <laughs> knowledge bombs on my peeps, man. I greatly appreciate it. And I look forward to getting to know you better and being on your show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to that as well. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.